Look at it, look at it, look at Yeah. Uh-huh. 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 This is my shit. Uh-huh. Oh, oh, my fault. Uh-huh. <laughs> It is either a fact or an opinion that episode 7 of the It's All Opinion podcast was taped in front of a live studio audience. What do I want? It's a question that everyone eventually has to ask themselves. The key motivator for every action taken, the cause behind every effect. So, what do I want? I wanna go to a sporting event in every major venue. I wanna grow within my relationships with my friends and my family. I want the freedom to create without the fear of failure. I want to dream without being hindered by reality. I wanna chase new passions, new experiences, and new goals. I want old milk to branch out of the box and try new things. I'm accomplishing some of these goals right now, and I know what I need to do to achieve the rest of them. However, the one thing you should take away from this commercial is, I want you to buy old milk merch. Yo, yo, welcome back to the It's All Opinion podcast. This is episode seven. It's the only podcast where it's just straight facts. And if it's not facts, it's just an opinion. I am your host, Nate Sperlin. Thank you for listening on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all of those DSPs. I'm not going to name them all. There's so many of them. Do us a favor, hit the like button and subscribe to the channel. You don't have to do it now. Yeah. At some point, because Johar is here, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. He's mad smart, mad profound. He's going to say something and you'll be like, wow, I should probably subscribe. Facts. So, you know, um, He's here, uh, but I didn't, I didn't introduce you yet. You got to okay. introduce you yet. <laughs> um, check out the Old Milk Spins playlist on Spotify and YouTube. Check out the Old Milk merch on oldmilk.co. And check out all the Old Milk content on oldmilk.co as well. Um, before we get into it real quick, just shout out to everybody who's going through it. It's a lot of, it's a lot of stories going on. It's a lot of um, just mass tragedy going on. So, like, however you're getting through the day, Congratulations, round of applause for you for getting through the day. Um, I think you need that, so there we go. That being said, um, to let's let's actually get into this real quick. I am here with Gwen Stefani, super fan, Runaway Roses founder and artist, Johar. Johar, thank yes. you for being here. All How those are you doing are today? Correct. All those things you said <laughs> are correct. I am, I am all of the above and more. Yes. Yes, yes. But I'm, I'm happy to be here, happy to be here with you bro kicking it chilling on this nice amazing day uh, you know what man i i'm so happy to be here as well i'm just glad that it's not hot because if it <laughs> yeah. was it would be a completely you'd see me in just a t-shirt it's yeah. black is too hot for that you feel yeah. me so yeah. um yeah so that being said well i not to not to spoil a surprise or anything like that but you have an album coming out i do um what's the name of it Dear Mr. Dreamboat. Dear Mr. Dreamboat. So, okay, so I'm just going to call you Mr. Dreamboat. Yes. Okay, so okay, so Mr. Dreamboat. Yes. She doesn't love me anymore. What do, what do you, like, what do you recommend? Well, what happened? You have to tell me the story. It's not as easy as if she doesn't love you anymore. It, what happened? I, 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 the spark just left. We, we usually go to, um, we usually take the train together, and that's really the basis of our love, and we just, 
I was on the three with her one time, and she she just didn't look at me the same way. You see, in that type of problem, you gotta you gotta learn to diversify your love. If the love, if your whole basis of your relationship is just off the train, and you gotta you gotta make sure you venture on every train. You gotta be on the J train, the G train, the S train. You gotta be on the shuttle, bro. You gotta take the shuttle just because you love it, not even because you wanna go no place. You know, you know, you know what, you know what, you you changed my life. Thank you for that. Thank you. Thank you for that. You're welcome. Um, I try. That being said, um, I did start off this podcast with something a little somber. So just to kind of ease into this um, conversation, yeah. with the news cycle just being continuously worse and with it um, just just bad things happening every day, how do you stay focused on your goal? Like, do you meditate? Do you maybe fence? Um, you know, <laughs> do you, you know, like, what, what do you do to stay on track, stay focused? What do I do to stay? I mean, honestly... I just do it. <laughs> I don't know how I, I as, as easy as Shia LaBeouf says, like I literally just get up and do it. I feel like I have no choice but to get up and get to that bag every day. It's, I don't know what else I would do with myself. If I'm not, if I'm not hustling, I'm not working. Like I genuinely, I don't know what to do. Like I, even in my sleep, like I'm coming up with schemes and plans to take over the world. Like where do you do your best thinking? Where do I do my Because for me, thing? it's in the shower, and it, it sucks to be in the shower because, like, you have a thought, and then you can't, like, get out and bust your ass on the floor to, like, make sure this thought rem- is kept somewhere. So, like, where do you do your best where thinking? Where do I do my best thinking? I think it's kind of all over the place, to mm-hmm. be honest. Like, I wake up randomly, and I'll be like, I have an idea. <laughs> 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 or, like, uh, there'll be plenty of times, like, it'll be random. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm a very, like, spontaneous in the moment person, so... A lot of my ideas come up like they just don't make any sense actually. Mm-hmm. Like they don't make sense on paper. They don't even make sense out loud when I say it. But I just have to do it. Like once I do it, I'm a very visual person. So once I I could like do it or show you, you like you you just get it. Like you're just like oh, okay, well, that makes a little more sense. So uh, I'd say, mm, but honestly, <laughs> my best ideas come. Fresh off hitting the spliff. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Fresh off hitting the spliff. I'm not going to lie. My ideas may bust. No, I'm not. Hey, just just to clarify for the audience, he said just do it. We are not sponsored by Nike. We are also not sponsored we by any not. weed dealer at all. No. That's just Johar being himself. Yeah. Just because, just you know, but if you, you got to like, If you would like to sponsor us, come on. weed dealers, come on. THC come companies, on. we are taking submissions. Do you, do, you, do you see that over you there? Like, that? Come on. Like, Contact me. You know? You feel Immediately. me? Immediately. <laughs> um, so I kind of hinted at the fencing that you do um first of all can you talk about what started the development in your interest of fencing and also sell it to me someone who the most fencing i've ever done is on the nintendo ds i'm fucking weak oh (laughs) okay so i started fencing when i was in the third grade at my old school uh children's storefront and it was like this kind of program where they have underprivileged you know students in the hood uh, uh, they teach them fancy white sports so one of the sports that we got was fencing and like I was nice at it and I was one of the kids that um, after like the program started in the school I took the program in the summer like my mom just signed me up for it and then I took 
and after the summer it went so well that like I just signed up for like the regular all year round program and I did it from when I was in the third grade until I was 16 mm-hmm. like so I've been doing it for years like I like I had played with people who were world champions I had played with, like had kids like young people like like junior you know junior champions and stuff like that but still world champions nonetheless like so um i did that but i went to the program um i was actually taught by like one of the first african-american um fencers in america it's his program peter westbrook uh it's a really good program i recommend every kid in the hood if you're in new york and you're looking for something to, to better your life with you know definitely try fencing it's a fun activity it just because you're black and you know how to fence schools are going to eat it up and that's honestly why like that was one of the main things it's like being black and fencing it was like who else is touching me mm-hmm. the, um, the name of the game to get into college is definitely um obviously academics and your sat act scores and stuff like that but also yeah. just like extracurricular activities like they probably saw you were fencing and were like oh yeah it. Let's let's get him into our institution. Uh, uh, how, yeah, about, how about any raps too? Wow, like <laughs> wow, you know. Um, so well, that was actually before I started rapping. Oh, was it? Oh, so yeah. So okay. So when did you start rapping? I'm you know pr- I'm pretty sure I asked this question before, but you rapping, know. rapping filled up the the hole in fencing mm-hmm. for me mm-hmm. actually. So like I I feel like I kind of took up rapping because I stopped fencing. Mm-hmm. So because it was around the same time, like that's actually why I quit mm-hmm. fencing was. My mom, my mom wanted me to go to school, like um, a private. She wanted me to go to like some private college for fencing, and like wanted me to train. And I kind of was, I was kind of brought to a position because I was doing it for years and I was good. So I kind of got to a, a skill level where they were like, either you go on like national tours and start really taking it serious and doing it, or you don't. And you just and this is just like a fun thing, mm-hmm. but you have to make a choice. And I just left it. I was like, I'd rather do music. I really want to do music. I'm not gonna look back. If I do music, I'm gonna invest in it. Like I'm not just gonna give up and quit. And I told my parents, and they believed me. And you know, they they it's like, all right, cool. So yeah. So would you say music is artistic fencing? Yeah, definitely. Okay. It's it's <laughs> definitely it's because fencing was helped me get out like a lot of like emotions and like you know feels and stuff and it was a way that like i could get out like those vulnerable emotions and stuff in a way that uh was healthy mm-hmm. so yeah okay so i have one more question before we start getting into the nitty-gritty of your album okay um this is we we talk music industry all the time i just have one general question okay. do you think there's an over-reliance on tiktok in the music industry today yeah okay. i think a lot of artists specific like the fact that there's a term called TikTok rapper shows you that TikTok is overhyped. Mm-hmm. Like that you're not a rapper in the rap industry. You're just a rapper on TikTok. Like it's like the same thing with SoundCloud. Why is SoundCloud term SoundCloud rapper was so offensive? Like so it's just like I think a lot of rappers was because it's not like I'm a real rapper. It's like I'm only valuable on this app. Outside of this app, no one gives a, gives a f about me. No one cares. Oh, no you can one. curse. It's all good. Oh yeah, <laughs> we're, we're on YouTube. Oh yeah, it's I definitely was cursing before. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I was, <laughs> I should switch it up just in case you're trying to monetize. Oh no, 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 no. Just in case no, no. they want to run a run yeah. a little paid ad, right? Man. Right here, you could you know get your hymns commercial, whatever the fuck they be trying to sell. Oh no, <laughs> but um, keeps all that shit. Yeah, keeps and all that. 
But um, by the way, are you experiencing male pride? I'm dead. Uh, <laughs> <anyway>. <laughs> oh my god. Nah, but so. Oh fuck! I forgot the question. I, <laughs> I low key did too. <laughs> um. We were talking about TikTok. Oh yeah, so you want you you want as a rapper you want to be valuable like on other places besides TikTok. Like, Mm -hmm. damn, I'm not just a TikTok rapper. Like, I can rap. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like I I'm actually good. Maybe maybe I can rap. You know, outside of TikTok, I can rap on Apple Music and on Spotify. Like, (laughs) but like you don't look at Drake and be like, wow, he's an Apple Music artist. You're just like, ah, he's a he's a a, the biggest artist of. In the last like o- ten only, years, only only chance to try to do the whole I'm just an Apple Music artist and well none of that. Um, anyway, um, <laughs> poor chance the rapper. So, Mr. Dreamboat, can you talk about the inspiration behind the concept of the album? Also, you have a brand new aesthetic. You are just you're just dripping just vibrant colors. Yeah, like look at that album art. Like yeah. talk talk about the aesthetic. Talk about the concept. Um, did you just one day were you just reading a newspaper and you saw the <laughs> ask um ask Juliet sections or whatever like <laughs> maybe decided I could do that and you know honestly what it was is I always felt that my friends came to me with love advice like or like not necessarily love advice but they always came to me talking about the relationships and their problems and stuff like that and so the whole idea of the album was if I just listened to myself if I just took my own advice and you know people always say like it's so easy to give out advice but it's it's a lot harder to um, you know take it in and they're right you know um so that's really what i did for the aesthetic of like the the project i was really just taking my own love advice and it was just a journey of like me because i didn't want it i don't want the album just to feel like it's a breakup album or relationship Mm -hmm. album like you have to be in a relationship or you don't have to be in a relationship Mm -hmm. like to get it i wanted to feel like no matter what like you could just listen to it and it's just like a journey and you're just like listening to not someone not just someone get over something but like you're you're witnessing like the choices like what's going through their head and it's relatable like it's i think there's everybody has a i don't care who it is you listen to the album there's going to be one song that you go okay i relate to that like i get it i agree for sure um so Kendrick Lamar just released an album, um, Miss Morale and the Big Steppers. And yeah, I yeah, yeah. just looking at the overall discourse over it, it seemed like he made the album that he wanted to make versus the album that the masses were ready to accept. Is yeah. there a balance with you and making Mr. Dreamboat of maybe I shouldn't execute this concept because I don't think my fans are ready to accept it yet? Yeah, honestly, that's that's a big thing that like I think about a lot with like my fan base is because I make such versatile music that a lot of times I'll drop like an R&B song and then I won't make R&B music or like I'll make like a, like a trap hip hop song, something crazy. Then I may hop on like this alternative pop song for like one of my friends. So it's very hard to stick to something and just be like, yo, this is my sound. But at the same time, you want to kind of diversify your sound a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you've seen what uh, Tank had said about R&B music on Noriega's podcast, but he was just, like, talking about how R&B music doesn't sound like how it used to because Mm -hmm. it's so many different, like, levels in R&B. And he's, like, right. Like, Summer Walker doesn't make music like Brandy. Mm -hmm. And um, 
I don't make music like I don't make music necessarily like Doja Cat and mm-hmm. then Doja Cat doesn't make music like Lucky Day. Mm-hmm. But there's an argument that all of these acts, even me included, are all R and B acts. So it's like how do you how do you really justify and be like, okay, this is an R and B act and this isn't and this is that and this isn't. So I mean it, it's it's very hard. And I think with this album, like I definitely had that balance too where I was like there are certain songs I held on for years because I just felt like people weren't ready for the How song. How many years, Johar? I have one song that I held back for three years on this. I think that's the one. Either three? No. It may be. Is it four? No, it might be four. Wow. It might be four years. Wow. It might, I might have held on to that song for like four years. Yeah. So you talk about how there are different types of R&B but they're all still like how do you classify a genre do you with music ever evolving and we have the Lil Nas X's and we have the artists that the young thugs and artists that can just make different types of genres does genre exist anymore yeah I think it's up to the artist like honestly I listen to the artist when it comes to that like whatever the artist says is what they make Mm -hmm. so for me it's like if if you say you make R&B music who am I to tell you you don't like I, if that's what your passion like is towards, then sure. Like even with Young Thug, I want to say Young Thug is an R&B rapper, but Beautiful Thugger Girls is very R&B esque. Yeah. Like that's an that's as close to R&B. You could also argue country. A little that's bit what too. I'm saying. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's like, and he even said it himself. Like he was inspired by a lot of R&B and country, and that's how he made it. So, like I would be if I was Thug, and then I was like, this is a country album, and they was like, okay hip-hop rapper hip-hop rapper it'd be like i'd be tight too so i mean it i listen to the artist when it comes to that mm-hmm. so how important because i i listened to the album i enjoyed it thoroughly i was listening it i was listening to it um on the way here on mm-hmm. the bus um i was listening to that i also listened to um some other artists but that being said um how important was the pacing of the album because it seems like all the songs have the same pace and i think that that adds to the cohesiveness overall of the album, which ultimately um, lengthens, lengthens, excuse me, the playback value of it. Okay. Oh wait, before I get into that, did I should I tell the story now about the three yes. year song? Tell yes, tell the story okay. about the three year song, the so, four year song. Oh, the four or, year or, song, or yes, three and a half four, years. Yeah, or, you know, might be five. We, we don't know. It's, it's a mystery. We don't know. <laughs> we have no idea. I've just held on to it. It's a the really long time. Yes, the yes. really long time. It was last decade for sure. Yeah, I'll tell you that. It's, it's, I'll let you guys know right now. It's actually the last song of the album. It's uh, called "Had the Choice." Mm-hmm. Um, and so originally the song was my friend uh, on the artist on the song, Jalen. He was really listening to J. Cole. He wanted just like, ah, I love J. Cole, huge J. Cole fan, and was just dying for me to make him a J. Cole beat. So I'm kind of messing around and I make the beat. And I have like, I have my speakers in the dorm, freshman year, no F's given, speakers is on blast. I'm waking up, room like, <laughs> And I was really one of those, like, I was a music uh, business major at my school, and I let people know, like, I'm really into this music shit. Y'all don't like it. Y'all need to change floors. Get over it. And <laughs> what, was, what, what, did they, what did they do? <laughs> they just stayed there. Like, my floor was lit my freshman Pro- year. Probably because it was good we music. We used to have, oh, yeah, it was good music. We used to have Nerf. We had Nerf gun fights oh, in the lit. middle of the night. Like, we, but, what, like what were, could you run into someone else's room and just like start shooting them no matter what they're oh, doing yeah. oh, i bet because that's that's, I'll that's tell lit. you so originally like we was like the we was like the the coolest like 
group of like black guys. <laughs> that whole hall. I'm not gonna lie. So we had so one day like me and my roommate was going to Walmart. We got some Nerf guns. Came back, started shooting each other with Nerf guns, and all of a sudden like one guy, one one I never forget. I forgot his name, but I never forget him. He runs. This little white guy runs to the room, glasses on, tiny as hell, and goes, "I wanna play too." Pop shoots my man. Damani in the face. Damani is like six foot five. Like a That's intentional. Player. That's he's, intentional. So he just looked down at him and he's like. And out of nowhere, all of us just point our guns and just blew him up. <laughs> right there. We smoked him. So, so we didn't so play he, again. No, nah, he never played again. <laughs> he got smoked. Like, he had to get hit. It was like 45 shots. Like, oh, I'm no. not going to yeah, lie. No. He. He got lit up because like I had the like shotgun. A- Mine just kept reloading. I was I was double packing him. I was trying to get him out. Sound like but an Atlanta trap song. Yeah, we, we drill song, yeah, drill music. So, so the college, my college floor is definitely lit. But back to the song. <laughs> the song though, um, I'm blasting. The beat is bumping, and <laughs> I'm telling him he's like, "Yo, the beat's so good. I don't know how to rap to it." And you know, I'm feeling myself. That's a good compliment. So he say that he go nah it's so hard I don't know how wait, I wanna wait, start wait, this. How, wait 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 break that down for me as an artist. How is a beat so good that you don't know how to rap on it? It's so good that you're scared that if you start it up that you're gonna fuck it up. Uh, okay. So it's like it's more like if I don't catch this the right way they're gonna be like yeah they're what I mean look at what happened to Jack Harlow. <laughs> I mean but seriously he said it he said it not me. But seriously the first thing everybody said was. Yo, the production is way better mm-hmm. than anything else. And they felt like the beat bodied him. Mm-hmm. So you got to body the beat. Yeah. So he heard it and was like, yo, I don't know how to start this. Da, da, da. We, we, we fucked around. And then I'm like, as a joke, I was like, nah, like this one, those, those like, <laughs> those miracle, those like mir- miracle spiritual type of bars. Like you got to start off like, uh, uh. Her name was Brooklyn. She was born in Mississippi. She got dreams of coming to the city. I'm not, I'm not, ah. gonna, I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. On on the bus ride over here, when I heard you say that, I was like, mm. <laughs> mm. he was like, those are some bars. That that right there, man. That that that's that. They're like, she said her fire. name was Brooklyn, but born in Mississippi. She had the dreams of cooking for niggas in the city. And then I was like, and then I heard it, and everybody in the room was like, and I was like, and I'm mind you, I'm like joking. But I heard that too, and I was like, "No, nah, that's kind of fire." No, I mean, and I was like, nah, "I looked at him, I was like, yeah, um, I might need a feature on this song because originally it was just his beat." And I was like, "Yeah, I, I think I'm gonna need a." <laughs> and then so literally, what I did was I extended the beat a little more <laughs> so I could get a feature because I was like, "Nah, yo, I'm just not about to give you this heat to yourself." Yeah, nah. so uh, I did my uh, he I did my verse on mm-hmm. it and. I like I had the hook and I was like, yeah, like give point faith for Brandy Ray. Uh, 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 uh. Like I just like I felt, I felt like it was like one of those type of Jesus walks types of beats. Like and I really, I really do love making like gospel beats, like those gospel hip hop beats mm-hmm. because it's like I get to talk about something that I don't publicly. I don't usually publicly talk about like my faith or anything like that, but on like the different songs over the years, that's like the only time that you ever really heard me talk about it. Like on, um, I'd say like on uh, "Bad Days Are Forever," mm-hmm. it was "Save Us." Mm-hmm. It was uh, like "Save Us" was that song, and people was like, "Yo, what?" Like, 
And I remember everybody, some people always tell me that they love Save Us so much just because, like, of what I'm talking about. So, like, on this one, we came back right. You know, I made this beat. I made her, I made the beat, and um, after I got Jalen on it, I really waited for the this. I waited for years for the song simply not because like I thought it was bad. Mm-hmm. I thought it was so good that I was like, I want to put this on a project where it, it has to be like a right. pinnacle. Yes, yeah. like mm-hmm. it, it doesn't. This isn't something. This is like our trump card. Like we don't want to just waste this this right now. And I was like, it's I'm gonna make an album I'm gonna make something and I'm gonna be like this is how I wanna close it but I always knew that like it was one of those songs that it needed attention to whether it was the opener interlude or the closer it had to be like in a pivotal that point for the project that can't be interlude I'm gonna yeah. tell you straight oh, that no, no, can't no, no. be that, interlude that, that, that can't, that can't. <laughs> that's way too hard I'm gonna say like, you can, cause, cause the only way I can see it working as an interlude is like if you cut it off halfway through yeah. and then like you leave it with like what's wrong with you like I yeah. wanted more yeah and like literally it's like the longest song on yeah. the album simply because I felt like it was important and even when it was even because originally like I said it was me and Jalen and I got my man uh, Spin City Chris on it mm-hmm. because Chris first off me and his like connection um, like we're here with it like mm-hmm. we we could just work for hours and hours on music and never have to say anything to each other like he'll just start rapping he'll play me something I'll just hop on and start rapping like we don't we we know where we're going with it. It's like, like an it's old married couple. Exactly. Like we just hop in with it. Like we tight, we cool with it. Like that's really my guy. And me and him, you know, we working on something in the future. Uh, you know, I'll talk about that maybe. What later. It, what is that? Uh, we, we, uh, <laughs> we working on me and him nah, me and him working on a little project. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna lie, me and him working on a little collab project. Um hopefully we get it out to the people soon. If 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 everything goes according to plan in terms of scheduling, when can people expect this? Ah, when can people expect it? I don't know. <laughs> when can people expect that? 20, that album? All right. All right. 2022 or 2023? 2023. Okay. I'll say 2023. Okay. Yeah. You, could, you, you, you may get a single. I'll say this. You may get a single in 2022. But the album, nah, you can get the The project is... It's gonna take some time. Like we, we, we really, and we there with it. Like it's we have we we actually have like enough songs for a project. Just to, if we just want to throw some together, that's not how we work. Like mm-hmm. we, we really want to build something. So I'd say twenty twenty three. Me and him are gonna put something out. Um, but yeah, he he hopped on the song. Mm-hmm. Uh, had the choice, and it fit perfect. Chris is a he goes to church. Not to to put his his business out there, but like he is a man of faith, so it it, it just sit right in my system. Even when he was like, what he was talking about, like I was like, oh, he really spitting the the Lord's good word on this beat. Okay, go off, Spin City. <laughs> so shout out to him. So what is because you originally made the beat for someone else? Yeah. How did the song fully become yours? Um, I had the beat forever. I had the song forever and I was like mixing it, mixing it. And um Jalen, I had asked him actually for a while. I was gonna originally have the choice was supposed to be on Bad Days Are Forever. Mm-hmm. That's how long ago I had mm-hmm. it. <laughs> like like for real. Like it's had I think had the choice was like one of like the first songs. Would that would that have also been the closer on Bad Days Are Forever? Yeah, it okay. was it was mm-hmm. it was gonna be one of the closest on Bad Days Are Forever. But with Save Us and like um would save us in another song that I was like, ah, uh, 
Oh, it was Save Us and Fables. Fables is my I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. Fables is probably still the best yeah. song you ever made. That's that's, that's my that's so? my that's not that's like my favorite. Back like nothing ever happened. So oh, yeah, yeah, that is how that song with me and Jalen happened. Um, he let me have it because I told him I wanted it really badly for my album, and then I never put it on the album. <laughs> and so I hit him up. You can imagine when I hit him up uh, almost four years later, I was like, "Hey man, remember that song you did when you was a freshman? <laughs> yeah, it's coming to my new album. Like, I, <laughs> yeah." And he was like, "Oh, word." Word, <laughs> niggas hate me. Um, I mean, is, it is. Is. That, is that the moral of the story? It, it is. It's true. I mean, like, there are some songs that take time, not because they're bad, because I just feel like the fans need to grow towards a certain sound. So, mm-hmm. like, there, I have mo- way more songs like um, "Go Stupid" mm-hmm. that aren't out because if I just drop a whole reggaeton album or afro afro beats or like just like you gotta have that pivot yeah, yeah. It'd be like people would be like okay well is this your sound or are you a culture vulture mm-hmm. and like my my heart my passion is in r&b and hip-hop so like but specifically blending like r&b with like hip-hop tools i guess like that's what i love to do so like that's why i stick with it mm-hmm. so i always go back to it so yeah so Hypothetically, let's say R&B and hip hop aren't as burning of a passion as it is right now. You yeah. want to be a dancehall artist. Yeah. How do you how like, how do you plan out that transition that transition from R&B and hip hop to becoming a mainstay dancehall artist? Mm. Um, if I was gonna become a if I was honestly gonna become a dancehall artist. I would have to really engulf myself with the culture. Mm-hmm. Like, I'd have to go to the roots. Like, the reason why even now I'm so into R&B music is because, like, at my heart, that's really what I love and what I love to make and, like, listen to and shit. Like, that's really my type of vibe. Like, I'm really... Most people tell you, like, no, nah, Joe's pretty chill. Like, he's pretty to himself. He's pretty calm. Like, yeah. Like, I like people, everybody has seen me bug out and have fun and go crazy. But, like, on a regular day, I'm pretty chill. So, like, so, and so, like, that's why I gravitate towards it. So, like, with a dancehall artist, I'd really have to engulf myself with the culture. Really, I feel like because I don't, it isn't necessarily my passion. I don't know enough about it to really just, like, drop everything and be like, yo. I'm about to be a dancehall artist. This is a As, new me. Yeah, versus like with R&B, it's like, yeah, I feel more comfortable just being like, yeah, I'm. A, uh, that's why I got told people. I'm an R&B rapper. Hold it down. I'm never, I've never swayed into the other things. I'm not, I'm not the, hey, yo, hip hop started in the park a long time ago. Like, yo, no, yo. no, no, no. <laughs> nah, can you finish that for me? Nah, even the, <laughs> even the, the, the lyrical, miracle spirit, like, no, 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 bro. I'm not, I don't, if you're listening to me, I'm telling you right now. If you're listening to me and you are waiting for me to drop, like, some 64 that has mad double on, triple on, quadruple on. Realize, realize, realize. Nah, not <laughs> happening. Now, if you come looking just for good music, and the bars is there. 
Don't worry. They are there. The bars is there. Snicker bars, Butterfinger bars. All the bars. Uh, mad Left candy wrappers. Right. Just candy wrappers all around. Everywhere. It's, it's, we we got to call someone So the bars is up. there. If you come looking for bars, you get barred up. But it's just going to be good music. It's, it's not about to be. I, I, don't, I don't specifically. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, you know, I, I don't specifically uh, <laughs> try and focus solely on, like, rap. Like mm-hmm. where I think a lot of I think this is still connected, but where I think like a lot of other people um may solely try and focus on like their lyricism or like maybe like the flow or something like that. Where it's, I'm kind of just like nah, I wanted to make just good music because a lot of people can rap really well, but their songs suck. Yeah, and that's I a was big just problem. talking about that the other day. Um, I was talking about how artists because one of my friends is a really really really. Like, he's really, really into, like, traditional hip-hop. Yeah. And he was... I think some list came out, and Future was, like, the number one artist on it. Yeah. And and he was like, Future is the number one rapper? What are you talking about? And it's like, well, Future makes is responsible for some of the best music we've heard yeah. over the last seven, eight years. And then he's like, yeah, but Future can't... Like, Future is not one of the best rappers. And it's like, there's a difference between making good music and just being a great rapper. Yeah. Can you talk more about the differences between being someone who's really good at putting words together versus someone who's really good at putting an overall song together? Okay. Um, you know what? It's funny you say that because I actually have, like, and I'm not going to say their names, obviously, but I have friends that are like that in the industry now that their career has kind of, like, s- suffered a little bit because they focus so much on being a good rapper that like in a time and age they don't make good but they don't they, they focus so much on being a good rapper that they don't necessarily make good music but they don't make songs I want to listen to but like there's no doubt in your mind that they can rap mm-hmm. but the reason why I what I kind of changed for me was seeing that I was like no one cares no one honestly cares if you could rap really well if the song sucks the song sucks I'm not playing it like it doesn't make a difference there's, and I think that's like one of the honestly if you ask me that's one of the biggest debates I feel like hip hop has with Eminem is like they're like he could rap really well mm-hmm. but once you hear it the first couple of times he could just rap really well and yeah. that's it like yeah. he's he's a really good rapper there's no debate that he's a really good rapper but is he the best hip hop artist no no right now right now definitely <laughs> I, I think I think Back in like when he first came out, I think, I think it was there was definitely a time. yeah. I think there was a time, but uh, right now, n- no, I, I don't want to hear. And I think that's crazy to yeah. say. And I'm yeah. even, even of all time, I'll yeah. even say like of all times, say Eminem is the best rapper of all time. It's like, what are we basing? Because then it's I, like, what are we basing the rap? I would, off of? I would, I would entertain the argument. Like some people, I would laugh out the building. Like no, but I would entertain. I would see the argument. That, I mean, I would. It would depend because, because he. If we're just talking about, because it's a, it's when he first came out, it was a different time, it was. and that's when if you could really rap for real, niggas is listening to you no matter and what. Yeah, you're judging a different spectrum. So, just taking that spectrum into um, understanding and just know, just putting that in the as the vacuum where we judge Eminem's career. Yeah, I think that there's a legitimate argument to be had that he is at least in the. Con- I wouldn't say he is, but I think it's a legit. It's better than saying. I don't know. Um, I don't. I don't know. I don't want. I don't want to put anyone under the bus. But it's better than saying some other rappers who people say this is the goat. This is the best rapper of yeah. all time. Like 
Eminem argument for best of all time is significantly more palatable than a lot of other artists saying yeah, that's that they're true. the best of all time. No, that's it's, it's, true. It's all I'm gonna say. I wouldn't say it. I personal. I mean, if I had to be personal, personal, personal about it for like the best rapper that I have heard of all time, I'd say Lupe Fiasco. Yeah, Lupe is one of my favorites. He, actually, one of my well, definitely one of my idols. He's a, he's actually my first uh, the first rapper that was like my favorite. For okay, real. yeah, um, yeah, yeah, me too. Actually, yeah. <laughs> it was just that's not funny. It was what's when your, I heard uh, Superstar. What's your What's your favorite um, Lupe Fiasco album? Uh, uh, food. So uh, the first one, food the, fir- the first one, yeah. food, food and liquor. Yeah, food. I think I. That's tough. Why did I ask that question if I can't answer it? That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'd say um, probably food and liquor. Food and liquor two is kind of like food and liquor two had Jay Z on it, didn't it? Or I don't. Was that the first one? No, that was the first one. The first one had Jay Z on it, and that's crazy to me. Like even that, I'm. I always think about that. Like just on your, like you're having your debut label yeah. album, you getting like those big. Cause like Hove, he was really supposed to be ushered in as like the next Hove. Like yeah. that's what Jay Z said. He was yeah. like, he's better than me. Yeah. And like, you getting the cosign from Hove at a young I mean, age. If we're talking about content and overall putting words, I mean, Jay Z is a legend, but yeah. I, Lupe Fiasco is Lupe one Fiasco of the best rap. He's a different he, beast. Did you hear that he's um he's teaching a class at MIT? He about is. rapping, yeah, like it was just announced like this week that I'm, he's uh he's a he's a professor at rap. I may have to start taking some summer classes. I'm not gonna like because <laughs> I may need Lupe Lupe to, to to help bar me up. I'm not gonna. Lie. I, I just I just want I just want to know how he created Superstar. That's a that's a that's one of my favorite songs. You know what else is a really good song? Um, do you know Daydreaming with yeah. uh, Joe Scott? Yeah, that is a really good song too. Come on, we in Philly. That's the home. They play this song. <laughs> they play that song all the time. You know, you know. Come on, you you know that's like the home and heart. Did love themselves some Jill Scott out here. Jill Scott, Jill Scott is also very talented. Um, right. Jill Scott, Jasmine Sullivan. Shout out to all the, the Philly artists out here. Lil Uzi, Lil Meek Mill. <laughs> yeah, Meek Mill. We gotta, call, we gotta say all of them. Like, yeah, you gotta say all of them. They gonna feel hurt. <laughs> they definitely gonna feel um, hurt. Pivoting back. Well, not really pivoting back fully, but um, let's talk about love. Yeah. All right. What is the number one mistake people make when they're looking for love, Mister Dreamboat? Um, they give up too easy. They give up too. Oh, tell me more. Um, I think the more I've gotten older, I just started like realizing that uh, love it just takes a lot. Like it, it honestly takes a lot, and it's a full time job. But you gotta like want to do it. Mm-hmm. You can't honestly give up. You you have to actively work towards it. It's, love is not something that's just like you achieve it and then you're just set. Mm-hmm. You have to honestly, you have to want to love. You have to work for it. So yeah. Yeah, I I think the number one issue that people have with love is they think that it's something that is just supposed to maintain itself. Yeah. And love is more of a choice in terms of you're choosing to put effort into that person yeah. every day or every however, whatever time period you want to use. And that might be the number one mistake. I mean, also, um, there's I mean, there's a few other mistakes, too. But, you know, this is not a love podcast. This is a hip hop conversation podcast. It's it was just, just featuring love just this know, one day. Hey, <laughs> we're not we're not answering all your yeah. problems. We're not telling you why she cheated on you. Yeah, that's facts. Like, we, we're not. Not, we, we don't know. We don't. We don't. We do not. We, we don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so um, continuing on, um, Anthony Obas, my good friend. Anthony Obas, who is a Jets fan, who we need to help because we, he needs to love himself. But anyway, he needs to love he, himself. He needs to, he needs to not be a Jets fan and love himself. Yeah, he more. does need to love but himself. But that being said, Anthony Obas is on two of two of the tracks as an interlude before the um, actual song comes yeah. in, um, talking about love. Yeah. So can you talk about 
because knowing Obas, no conversation with Obas is just a straightforward conversation. Yeah. How did that conversation um, go about? Like, how did you initiate him into um, ultimately being on two of your interludes? It was funny because me and Ob- me and Obas were honestly chilling at his crib, and we was talking about it. And I was telling him like, "Yo, I want to get you on the album for some interludes." And we just I, then I just started talking about love, and he didn't know I was recording. <laughs> And so he's just like, because I, I promise you, if you listen to the full thing, because basically I broke it up, mm-hmm. and it was a it was one full thing that I just like broke up to pieces. But if you listen, he's like, and I'll definitely play you it. He's definitely like, love, love is doo doo, man. Love is shit. You get shit <laughs> on that love, and that's ask, and that's like another part yeah. of it that I just like I, that I may just put on like the next album or something, like on like part two or something. But he's. The full thing is like oh must be like man love is shit love is getting shit on and knowing that you love it like and so I just broke it up and he didn't know that I was recording and then after he was done like he went he literally like for people that don't know Obas that really is a live Obas rant yeah like no hands down yeah. that's that's as good of like an Obas rant as you would get if the, you the, don't the, know the him. Obas rants that he puts on Instagram yeah, are much yeah, tamer yeah. than what an actual Obas rant is yeah so that right there him talking about love listening to it on the album I think like the fans are in for a treat because it's really like that's really how Obas is and for you that don't know him that's how he would talk to you if he really cared about you like so he it really for anyone that doesn't know I think it's like so crazy it's like kind of surreal hearing Obas on it not knowing that he's on the album Mm -hmm. because it's like oh that really does sound like something he'd say yeah like no doubt yeah both of them and it fits the song like it it's perfect um so moments um is a highlight of the album to me yes i love the song structure on it the way that the beat like every time a different vocalist comes in another two two year song (laughs) (laughs) another two year song um so can you talk about how moments came together and also just your thought pro- did you produce moments yeah i did okay so okay so tell me from the vocalist side how moments came together and okay. also from the producer side how moments came together okay so i'll, I'll start off with the producer side because i guess like timeline wise mm-hmm. um but i had made the beat and i had wanted like like some horns like some real triumphy like like so I had made moments, and um, originally, it was just me on it. Like, in this, like, from a vocalist standpoint, it was just me on it, and it was just me, like, lost in the moment, and drowning in the wave, I, I, and lost in the moment. Not to cut you off, I love how that part comes together yeah. specifically. It just, like, drops in, yeah. and yeah. it's unexpected, and it, like, kind of, I love listening to it, because it kind of feels like it's, like, like, it just, like, takes your heart mm-hmm. like it just mm-hmm. like takes your heart away it's also like, oh, the fuck. the the little um the 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 base of that beat too yeah like how it just continues yeah. on with it it's like more of a it kind of feels like an like an like you're in the air or you're just floating yeah you're, like just floating. you're literally yeah. just floating yeah. and um i that's really what i wanted it to, to feel like so originally it was just me on it and I didn't really like it. Like I didn't really like my my my, my vocal on it, and um, that was kind of a big thing. While I was, you know, I'll talk about it too. Uh, while I was making this album, was I feel like this album is one of the first albums that I really felt comfortable more with my voice, and you hear it a lot more where it sounds like, okay, he's not afraid to potentially sing, or he's not afraid to 
mess with his voice too. Where I feel like a lot of times I was messing with my voice and kind of using it. I was I'd mess or also my voice, but kind of use it to mask it. So like, if I couldn't hit a note, you mm-hmm. wouldn't be able to tell or something. Mm-hmm. With like more of this album, there's more like vocals pitched up, pitched down, moderations, different stuff like that. And the reason for it is because instead of me masking it, it like adds it really adds an element to it so like when it drops in and you hear like that deep like lost in the moment like you really feel it like you feel like down on your luck you feel like you kind of feel all of that and um uh yeah but what the how it came together with the vocalist part was i'd had the song for a year then i had went out and got um uh my homie vex on it when i was in albany because we had worked oh shit vex is definitely gonna kill me because we had worked (laughs) on like three songs and none of those songs have come out this was one of the songs moments i had got i literally was just like yo just lay down like some just some backgrounds for the hook smoked it absolutely and like literally hearing her just come in it's like an angel like Mm -hmm. every time i play it it's like i feel like heaven is just opening up i'm like oh my god getting ready to transcend to the next level it makes me want to cry like it just hearing it so um yeah i got her on it then we we did that we did two other songs none of those other songs came out i'm sorry vex um when will they come out oh i got you vex (laughs) (laughs) but yeah uh then i held on to the song because i was like it was literally just the hook and that was it and um when me and sama uh, or with me and yeah, with me and Sama linked up. Uh, goes also uh, sane for y'all that don't know. Uh, he's on the album. Me and him were on Fly Away together. Uh, when we had linked up to do Fly Away, I had played it to him. And I was like, "Yo, I'd love to have you on it." And he killed it. Like he got in his back and really went crazy. And I was like, "Okay, this is beautiful. This is it." And I knew from the jump, I was like, "This is going on the album." Mm-hmm. So from the vocalist standpoint, yeah, how how did how did that come about? My okay, yeah, my verse was actually the last thing that was added. Mm-hmm. I did not have a verse on it till like one of like the very end, I believe. And well, you would be on the hook. Yeah, I was on the without hook. the verse. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah, I was on the hook, but I wasn't on like I didn't have like the 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 main verse. Um, well, because I was I just didn't I just didn't like it at first. And at first, I was really considering getting like someone else on the verse and literally just me being on the hook and having like you know the production credits. But um, I really kind of just like got in my vulnerable bag you know and that's really i think that's personally i feel like that's where i shine as an artist is like when i get vulnerable i really do feel like i am untouchable like mm-hmm. i i am that artist like i don't think niggas come near me um when it comes to like opening up and getting into that vulnerability and being able to like share and talk about stuff like that and do it in a way where it's not corny and it comes off like thorough mm-hmm. yeah so um you talk about experimenting with your voice and taking yeah. your voice to different levels on by my side yeah. the the hook on by my side yeah. the when you the way you perform the words by my side oh that's not me on the hook that's not so, who's so that? that's actually a vocal sample that i used in arcade that i chopped up oh. yeah so when i was making the beat and it was I, I go through so many different weird phases. That's why I love putting together albums because mm-hmm. I, I, I literally it's like listen, me listening to like oh that's how I was in January oh that's how I was listening that's what I was listening to in February. So when I was when I made by my side, I was in this phase where I wanted a lot of my beats to have hooks 
already on them, mm-hmm. like incorporated somehow. Mm-hmm. So I could literally just get on, spit the verse, and that's it. Because like, what I was listening to, um, I really love Tyler the Creator from the artist standpoint. Because a lot of times, I'll see how he, I'll pick up a lot of tips from him, mm-hmm. and I'll kind of just incorporate it. And he was talking about how uh, one of the things that he had said was on Flower Boy, he was like. I didn't really rap that much. Like this is the minimal amount of rapping I have done. He he hasn't. I mean, well, aside from the um the last yeah, one called yeah, Me yeah. To Get Lost, he has Flower not, Boy and Igor was not yeah was bar- barely any um rap. Nah, he really wasn't rapping. Yeah. So I I and then when I when he said it, I was like, fuck, I don't want to rap like that either. <laughs> I was like, what am I doing all this extra raps for? I look stupid. And so I was like, if I could come up with a hook that's fire. And the computer did it. Then I'm better than all you niggas. Like, what, what, are, we, what are we talking about? Yeah, like, yeah. if my computer's hook is better than a hook, I, then what are we talking about? So I was like, yeah. And I, I literally came up with a hook and just hearing it like, I just want you here, ba like that little stutter. I, mm-hmm. I added all of that in. Like that's so technically I did make the hook. I'm just not on the hook. You're just not, you're just not the vocalist one. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. Who are you talking to? You gotta listen to the album, you know. <laughs> you listen to the album, makes sense. So, so you're just leaving it out to the listeners' um, judgment about who you're talking to on this album. Yeah, yeah. I I, I want it to be it because it doesn't necessarily just have to be a relationship. It can be anyone. Like mm-hmm. it, it's it's not necess- the whole album isn't just about a relationship. It's about just finding yourself and also just getting through just tough times and being able to navigate through it successfully making mm-hmm. the hard choices and you know going through those those rough moments the theme for had a choice the the i believe that's the final song yeah had had a choice it seems to be that the grass isn't always greener on the other side yeah can you expound upon that concept and also talk about how you went into making that concept into a first or and also a hook oh yeah so for i had the choice the whole idea behind it was like well <laughs> it's it's actually funny because that verse had started and I, I i forgot about this part that verse had started because i had a photographer at the time and i remember we was in a session and he was like yo i love when you like rap and storytell and i was like what and he because he had heard fables mm-hmm. And he was like, yo, I love when you rap and you could like, and you tell a story. It's, you're a very good storyteller. And so that's where it like, why that verse is like that. So the, but the whole idea behind my verse and the, and the, the song was it's supposed to be a story of different hardships where like we each of us are talking about different things where I'm giving you, I really tell you the story of like, um, a girl that got pregnant too young and had these big aspirations and kind of gave up on them to go kind of fuck with a hood nigga. And I'm like, you looking back on it, if you had the choice, you would still do it all again and end up in the same predicament. And like, you know, it's Jalen talks about like, you know, dealing with school and like having like the patience to get through stuff. Christian, uh, Chris, especially Chris talks a lot more about his faith in that and um, kind of just like, finding the strength to get through it and you know we all had choices to make and even the outro you know where 
it's me talking to uh, Mr. Dreamboat, like me, Johar, the artist, mm-hmm. like kind of talking to Mr. Dreamboat. The thing he really says is like, I can't make the choice for you. The mm-hmm. choice is yours. Mm-hmm. And that's and I wanted to to end the album right like on that point because that's the whole idea is like we, I, we can't make that choice for you. That's really up to you. The choice is yours. Have you ever lost yourself when loving someone? Yeah, I think that happens a lot. I think that's honestly the easiest thing to happen, and it happens to most people, um, is that a lot of times people can't love someone else without, like, losing themselves. And where it's like, I want you to love me, but I also want you to take care of yourself. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't want you to just walk around stank ass all all day because you you over here trying to hold it down. Like, oh, nah, babe, I'm taking you out on a date. So you just aren't showering and you gonna take me out like that yeah like the whole, the whole <laughs> restaurant could smell you yeah like it's a seafood nah, restaurant nah, too like niggas nah. ain't trying to smell that yeah nah I'm good off that that's that's crazy yeah so yeah. um if you had to select three tracks that are you need to listen to this no matter what I don't care if you listen to the rest of the album just these three tracks will tell you who I am as an artist what would they be uh, let me think. That's a good question. I'm looking around. I'm looking around. You see, I'm looking <laughs> around. Um, if I had to pick three tracks, they'd be. I feel like you have to listen to moments. Mm-hmm. I agree. That's one of mine. Um, you have to listen to "Have the Choice." Mm-hmm. Okay. And you have to listen to "One Eight Hundred Dreamboat." I have moments. I have had the choice, and I also have about me. About me? Yeah. yeah. You know what? I was thinking. <laughs> yeah, okay. 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 Yeah. For you, for y'all that for y'all that can't see it, y'all that, that not on the visual, my girlfriend is also agreeing. <laughs> so that, that that's a yes. <laughs> that's a yes all for right. me. So um, I'd say yeah. About yeah. Me. So so mo- so okay. So we're all in in this room. We're all in unanimous <laughs> decision yeah. that it is moments about me and had the choice. Yeah. We're, we're good. Okay. Why Why do you say about me? I'm curious. Off the top of my head, I do not remember. I just I just know that if I'm listening to it, I'm like, okay, about me, that that's the one. Like I just know I just it's one of the songs that if I'm when I'm listening to it, because I listened to the album three times. Mm-hmm. Third time I'm going through, I'm like, okay, love the song, where's about me? Okay, next one, love the song. It's not about me. <laughs> <laughs> like where's about me at? So um you I know, can I can give you I can give you a more extensive um explanation once I listen to the song again because yeah, we're we're here, but no, yeah. no, 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 for real though. That 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 definitely makes sense. Nah. Yeah. Um, would it be fair to call this album a breakup album? Um, you mentioned that you you kind of alluded to it earlier. I didn't want to. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's a breakup album. What I say, what I say, it has okay. It has some moments of breakup. It has mm-hmm. some moments of toxicity. Because that last song is very pointed. Oh well, yeah. Well, that's <laughs> well. Okay, it's very much like I, I don't, I'm, I'm done with you. I don't ever want to talk to you again. Well, yeah. Had the choice, it kind of ends off with, well, what are you gonna do? And it's like, it's, it's, it's Mr. Dreamboat being like, well, I can't make the choice for you. Like you gotta, you gotta choose. That's not my girlfriend. Like you know what the fuck? So, it, it, and it comes. But how? Also, you gotta look at where the album starts. The album starts off with, you know, me kind of coming to Mr. Dreamboat kind of broken like down on my luck and then being like well how did I 
first off, how did we get here? Mm-hmm. And then that's what the whole album is about. Is like, well, how did how did we get here, and how do we kind of move on from that? Where like by the end of the album, I'd say like by the time you get to like, uh, like. 2 a.m. in Philly mm-hmm. and like the and um 2 a.m. in Philly is the first song that I that going through it the first time I was like okay this is Joe Hart's mad at someone Joe <laughs> Joe Joe Hart ain't trying to talk to nobody again he 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 wants every soda they drink to be shaken up so it messes oh up their clothes oh my god nah, awesome you know what baby boo baby boo was probably also <laughs> low key one of like my favorite like it's chance that's like the cleanest toxic verse you could get out. Cause he's just like, I don't want you to die or to like you to catch AIDS or something. But, I, but I, every time that it's a Friday, you busy on Fridays. <laughs> and you work at a Friday. That, 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 like, that, that is that is something that like that sucks. That, right? that like that that's something that you wouldn't want to like. If you really get down deep into it, you don't want to wish that way. Uh, that so it's like that's so so yeah. Like there's two a.m. in Philly, and it's so funny because I made two a.m. in Philly and about me at the same time. Mm-hmm. I made them literally within a day apart and. Oh, you were how, going through it. How it started was I was, and I won't lie, about me and 2 a.m. in Philly, I was tight as fuck. And so I was tight as fuck. And the first thing that came to my mind for about me was if, and this is such some toxic shit, but for about me, I literally. Let's get into your future bag a little. <laughs> I literally made this song because I was like, if I pulled up on like, uh, if I pulled up at a picnic or at a barbecue or like a birthday party, and my ex-girlfriend was there, and this was 20 years later. Like, I'm like 40 or something. I got a wife, got kids, all that. Would you still be thinking about me? And it's like, and that was the whole idea of the song. It's like, even though the hook is like, is like, um, you still think about me anytime you're around me. Do you ever just wonder how it all went under? They still think about me. Wayne, what you knew, nigga? Uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, <laughs> like, I felt that. And literally, as soon as, and it's so funny because when people listen to it, as soon as the second part comes, they're like, oh, 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 <laughs> like everyone's like, oh, oh, he said it. Like, like you could, you could already feel like that's where I was going. But I very blatantly was like, do you still think about me when you're with your new nigga? Like, it's no games. It's because that's what the whole idea is about. It's like. If we ran into each other 20 years from now, would you still think about me? Like, do you still think about me when you're with your nigga? Like, yeah, we moved on and shit, but do I still come up? Do you still wish that you was with me? Yeah, that's it. And 2 a.m. in Philly, that was kind of like, and it's so funny, that was like my test toxic start, because that was actually one of the singles for the album. And that idea behind the song was, it was like me telling a girl, like, yo, I really fuck with you but I don't need you. Mm-hmm. I like you, but you don't have to be here. And that was the whole idea. It was like, the, even in the hook, it's I'm very clear on this album. Like, there's no subliminals. It's clear throughout the... I'd say you, I'd, I'd say you understand. Yeah. It's pretty clear throughout yeah. the album. And on the hook, I literally tell them, I'm like, yeah, but I ain't scared to let you go. I just had to let you know. <laughs> like, it was like, so that was, it was very clear. Like, yo, I fuck with you a lot. But you can have a place. I have a I have a mild question. Yeah, it's, it's it's just a weird tangent question. Did you record two a.m. in Philly at two a.m. in Philly? You know, I recorded two a.m. in I recorded two a.m. in Philly. I was out late night, and I was tight. 
just, just to look back. <laughs> but I was tight at a, a, a former young lady that I had known, mm-hmm. and um, I, I was sitting outside. And I was looking up at like the sky, and I was like, "Yo, it looks beautiful out here." And I was like, "It's really like 2 a.m." And I'm sitting here, chilling. Me and the spliff to the self. Okay, okay. So, so, yeah, so, you, so you did record it at 2 a.m. in Philly. It might have been a little late. It might have been like 2.40, okay, you, know, you know what? We'll let you rock. Because I was going to say, if you, recorded it at like, if you recorded it at like noon and it's like, nah. I don't know, in North Carolina, it's like, because nah. I, was, I, was I was about to hit you with the, with the, with the boo. <laughs> you, you know, like, like we got him. Like, get out of here. <laughs> um, okay. So my last question before we wrap it up, yeah. well, before we get you to speak your piece and talk about whatever the fuck you want to talk about. Oh, okay, word. Wow, I just <laughs> cursed. That's crazy. Anyway, <laughs> that being said, um, as a creative like you is always thinking ahead. It's yeah. so clear. How do you hope to evolve as your career continues? Because um, we, we talk about it a lot. We, we talk about artists not evolving and people are angry at artists. Like, oh, people are like, oh, Future didn't evolve. It's the yeah. same thing over and over again. And it's like, well, what are you really expecting from him? Yeah. You know? So for me, I'd say the biggest thing for me is I like to subliminally drop my evolution on the people so mm-hmm. like y'all don't even know but after listening to this album the next album it's gonna be completely different like i I will say it right here next now dear mr dreamboat is probably my last fully r&b centered project for a while mm-hmm. because i've just done like i've i've you know for the last couple of years i feel like i've given like my fans and grown my fan base and I've given them a lot of good R&B songs where I feel like, okay, now I want to try and get back into some of the stuff I really first started off with, you know? Um, and I'm still always going to make R&B music, but I, before, I think I want to wait just a little while before I really center on like a whole R&B project again. But I like to, there are certain songs on this album that I did production for, like even on Moments, that you're going to hear again on the next one. And you're going to be like, okay, this is where he was taking us. This is where, like, we're going from here. So, um, the next album, the next project, whatever comes next, is going to be different. Is your collab album that's coming in 2023 officially confirmed? But no, I'm playing. Um, <laughs> I'm playing. I'm playing. Um, but, um, I, that ass playing. But that being said, is your um, collab album that's coming supposedly next year going to be the start of you reverting back to um what you're reverting back to or is it just um, completely new who is this guy i, I don't know who johar is anymore. i think well i could tell you right now after dear mr dreamboat there is going to be a a, a a small album hiatus mm-hmm. let me be very clear i am still going to put out music and it will be a lot more but that's what it's going to be i feel like i've put out a lot more albums mm-hmm. And I want to focus on more singles and getting just, like, songs out that, like, just are different and just showing people. Because I have a lot of stuff in the back catalog. Like, I have over, easily over hundreds of songs that just, some of them that have come out, some of them have never came out. I have albums that I've just, like, so I literally. Just collecting wanna, dust. Yeah, like, I want to go back and, and, and really go through some of them. And um, the next album is probably not going to be for a little while, but it's going to be What's a little while? That's like that's like saying in a moment. Like, how do we quantify a moment or a little while? Mm, I'll, okay, the next Joe. Okay, I'll, I'll say this: the next solo Johar album mm-hmm. may not may may be for a little while. I'm not gonna give you a date. 
Okay. Because are we, talking, then, are we talking months? Because are we talking years? I, I cannot give you a date because then management will hold me to that date. <laughs> <laughs> and if there's anything I have learned, uh, that is uh, never say a date. <laughs> so <laughs> so uh, I cannot say a date, but yeah, a little while. But before, there's going to be more, way, way more like albums coming out. Trust me. And it's not, I will say, I will say this officially here. The next album that comes out from Runaway will not be a Joe Hart album. Expound upon that. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> okay. That's all I could say. Okay. Will you be on the album? Yeah, I'll be on the album. Okay. But it, it won't be a I, solo I Joe Hart. I, I think that's all I'm getting out of you right right, right now. Okay. Wait. I'll, pl- I'll play you oh, something. Wait, wait, wait. I'll okay. play okay, you okay, something okay. once wait, it's okay. all. Okay. One more question that isn't it's not directly to the point, but it's still like kind. Of, we're okay. we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna kind of run around the bush a little. Okay. okay. Is it an album with multiple artists on it, or is it an album with just one artist? I cannot say. Damn it! I thought that I thought I thought I was gonna, I thought I was gonna get that answer. I'm not even gonna lie. Um. Okay. So, if we're wrapping it up, we're 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 getting to the part where <laughs> it's time for you. <laughs> I'm dead. <laughs> Thank you. Old book is uh, holding it down, but, making sure you know, making sure everyone's safe. I, I like to, safe. I like, to, I like to make sure my guests don't choke and die in front of me. You know. Uh, yeah, you, I'm good. You know, do you yeah. want some water? Do you nah, want I'm some life saving water? <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay. Okay. It's, okay. It's time for you to speak your piece. This is a segment where guests are allowed to say whatever they want to say. You have a minute. Um, starting now. Um. So, I want to talk about. I don't know what the fuck I was like. I'm messing. Um, <laughs> what should I tell people? Uh, I really want everybody to sit down and really listen to the album. It's, you know, first time I really did skits, and I feel like I did it in a way where it's not corny, it's not cringy. You don't have to, you don't have to kind of skip the skits and feel like, oh, this is kind of useless. It doesn't add anything. Even if you just listen, you have a particular song and it has a skit on it. The sit. The skit serves so well with just the song by itself that you could re-listen to the songs and not and feel like okay, I don't mind listening to it again. Like it's it's not bad. Like it's it fits and it, if anything, it builds up the anticipation. So um, I definitely feel like there's a, there was a lot of effort, time, and just thought in put into this project. So I really want everyone to go out and listen to it. This is honestly my favorite album that I have had the pleasure to work on and um with me kind of going back and producing a lot of my songs because for a while i wasn't really producing a lot of my own songs but uh, i've kind of after please don't crash i kind of was like going forward there's not going to be a single album that comes out for me that i don't have at least one production credit on so it even still shows like so I, I on the album you know there's a, a producer that i worked with a lot like zedna mm-hmm. and even though a lot of his beats are on the album, I think when you listen to the album, it feels like a Joe Hart album. Like, there's no doubt about it. Like, there's no, like, oh, I wonder who executive produced it. I wonder who did, like, if I didn't say anything, people would really think that I produced the whole thing. <laughs> like, and like, or, like, maybe one or two beats, they'd be like, mm, maybe you had help, or maybe you, someone else, like, collabed, but because it, it really just feels genuine, and that's what I want it to feel like, and I feel like this album... It's a genuine album. You could listen to it. There's a song, if you're trying to turn up, 
listen to I Like Him. I Like Him mm-hmm. is really that 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 turn up song on go as well. Um, but there's also some songs like if you just in the crib, you trying to line a little L, just chilling, you could turn on by my side, just kick it. Have a or nice or if you're never trying to speak to someone again, there's some songs for that too. There is some songs for that. If you're never trying to speak to someone again, I'd say uh Oh yeah, definitely, definitely send about me. Mm-hmm. If you if nah nah nah, I'll take that back. If you're trying to send a hey big head text, oh, no. without without saying hey, <laughs> oh big we're getting head, real toxic now. You know, uh, if you're trying to send some hey big head text, you know, uh, send send about me. Just slide that back into your ex's DMs and just see what she say. If she if she double tap on it, come on, come on, body out. <laughs> come on, come on, come on, come on. If she double tap on that, you got a body out. If she don't double tap, buy two of it, one for you, one for her, cause she hating. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, so. This has been the It's All Opinion Podcast. This yeah. Is episode seven. That is Johar over there. You can connect him with Johar on Instagram and Twitter. <coughs> and you can also find his music on Spotify and Apple Music and Facts. a lot of other DSPs. All the links in will be in the description and on oldmilk.co. That being said, Johar, thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. Yes. All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thank you for watching. Um, do us a favor. At some point during Johar's um great answers you may have decided i'm gonna i'm gonna like and subscribe to the channel yeah, and you know what like, i say and you know what i say to you i say thank you that being said check out the old milk spins playlist on spotify and youtube yeah. follow old milk on instagram and twitter at old milk media and check out all the old milk content on oldmilk.co i am nate sperlin Bow. once again this has been the insult opinion podcast thank <laughs> you for watching or listening because you know Bow. how it goes thank you for the ad libs johar and we are out thank Bow. you Bow.